Life by Divine with Sue DeMay fosters deep healing and profound awakenings as she guides you to hear, answer, and trust the highest calling of your heart. Your host and sacred guide is global impact visionary leader Sue DeMay, a best-selling author, international speaker, and gifted intuitive healer who challenges all of us to shift from life by default or even life by design to truly living life by divine. And now, here is Sue DeMay. Welcome to the show. It's an honor again to be here with you in your life and sprinkling messages of insight, guidance, divine wisdom, whatever comes through me. And I'm really grateful to have this time with you and grateful that you tune in each week, whether you're listening live or whether you're tuning into the podcast replays. I do appreciate knowing that this message and these messages are actually landing in the ears and in the hearts of the people that are meant to hear them. As I know the topics and the information I share is not for everyone. However, for those that it is for, I always set an intention that it land as deeply as possible and that it integrate as deeply as possible in a way that will inspire and empower you. And I'm grateful that you're here once again. Today's topic, it just came in about an hour ago and it's something I've been kind of playing with the last week or so off and on just because I've kind of come in contact with a lot of people that are highly sensitive, but I also, I'm very highly sensitive and there's been kind of, it's been an interesting time trying to find a way for me to be able to navigate this world without shutting down my intuitive gifts, without turning everything off. And today I want to talk about how highly sensitive people can feel empowered to navigate the world as it is today because the world we're facing today is nowhere near the world we were living in 10, 15, even 20 years ago, even five years ago. It's progressively becoming more and more challenging to navigate. And at the same time, there's some really big, powerful shifts that are are happening and a lot of really beautiful miracles and incredible changes that are occurring on our planet and with all of humanity. And it's an exciting time to be alive and it's exciting time to witness, to bear witness and to play our part in in this awakening. At the same time, it's very challenging. And I know that many people are struggling to find their way. Many people are feeling resistance. Many people are triggered and really challenged by what's happening and what they're witnessing going on in the world. So today I want to talk about some different tips and tools, a different perspective that you can hold around what is really going on in our, in our, for humanity right now, what is really being called forth for all of us and how can we navigate that, especially if we're highly sensitive. When we are exploring our sensitivity, it's, it's easy to judge. It's easy to deny it, resist it, not want it. I remember at one point I was working with a coach and a healer just to help me move through some stuff that was going on with my physical body, my health. 
And every time I got on the phone with her, I'm, I just was, I could feel this resistance to my body. And my, my body has been, I've been, and my body is very highly sensitive. It has been from the very beginning. I was born an intuitive healer. So I was born with the ability to feel and sense and tune into people's emotions. And I mostly have felt their physical and their emotional pain. And that has been my gift. That's what it shows up. I don't, I, I can feel joy. I can feel that spark. I can feel the expansion, the miracles, the anticipation, the, the giddiness, those kinds of things. I definitely can feel those things now. But as a child, what I was really tuning into was all the pain and all the intensity and the density and the suffering that, that was going on behind the scenes. So when I was sitting in a room, I would not only feel everybody's emotions, whether they were pretending to be happy and there was stuff going on in the background. That's what I was picking up on. I was picking up on the truth of what was behind what they were saying or what was behind how they were upholding, what image they were upholding. And not only did I feel their emotional pain, but I also felt their physical pain. And it came in my body as if it was my own pain. So if someone had pain in their shoulder or pain in their abdomen or their hip or whatever it was, I felt it in my physical body. So being that highly sensitive as a child, I didn't understand it. And I, I believed I was cursed. I thought I was being punished and I was cursed. And that was just what I needed to live with. And over the years, I've recognized that my sensitivity is not a curse. It's actually my greatest gift. And I've seen over and over again how when I use this gift on purpose, when I use it with intention, and when I allow the divine to work through me, that my sensitivities are actually a gift for me and for everyone. The challenge is, is over the years, I, I was always really impacted by, you know, watching the news or, or hearing about something going on in the world. I remember when the tsunami hit Thailand, I was devastated. I had a really hard time processing that. I, and I, I was, I kept watching it on TV and I kept feeling more and more helpless and hopeless and sad and grief. And I was just feeling everybody's emotions at the whole, the whole, basically all of all of the world's kind of experience are but two witnessing it and finally my husband said why why do you keep watching it if you feel so bad i'm like oh my god that's true so i i turned it off i stopped watching it and i was able to start processing my emotions around it and processing what i needed to the collective energy but also my own so for a while i actually had to kind of turn it off or or numb it down a little bit or or avoid those kinds of things because I couldn't navigate. I didn't know how to navigate my sensitivity when I was facing these kinds of traumas and worldly wounds. So for me, it was a real lesson in, in how to tune in and be open to getting guidance and getting messages and being a healer and helping people and helping them shine light on what needs to heal without being bombarded by all of the pain and suffering that's going on in the world. And at the time, I also had a poor perspective around what was happening. And I really felt like helpless in the way of how I could 
help or, or be of service because it felt overwhelming and way too big for me. And at that time, I still had that heavy burden of, I need to save the world. And of course, now I recognize the world doesn't need saving. However, there is a part that I meant to play and I'm playing my part. And sometimes that part looks like I'm working with someone individually. And sometimes it's a collective I'm working with. And sometimes it's the planet I'm working with. So I've kind of taken a step back and I can witness what's going on in the world from a different perspective that actually supports me in holding my own light and not getting dragged down into these wormholes of fear and worry and helplessness and hopelessness. Now, I, I actually can come back around now and actually watch some of the news. I can watch some of the reports. And as I'm doing that, I'm not watching with the ego, which is what I was doing before. I was watching sitting down beside the ego and the ego was like feeding the fear, feeding the worry, feeding the doubt and the confusion and the, the uncertainty. And that spiraled me down. So the, the first question to ask yourself, if you're highly sensitive, is who am, who am I sitting down with here? Who am I walking with? Who am I choosing as my teacher right now? What perspective, what glasses do I have that I'm seeing the world through right now? Am I looking through the lens of the ego, which is fear-based, or am I looking through the lens of spirit or the divine, which is love-based? And when we make that choice, it changes how we see situations. It changes how we approach situations. It will change from a reactive response to a, it was from reaction to we can res respond. So instead of reacting to what's happening from a place of fear and helplessness, we can respond to what's happening in the world and feel empowered by what is the role I'm meant to play around this? Am I meant to have a voice? Am I meant to say something? How, or am I to, to support someone else that is meant to? So we shift the perspective and we feel a little bit more empowered and more and more empowered as we practice that. So the very first question is, who are you sitting down with? Who is your teacher? Who are you choosing as your teacher in this moment? And even as you're listening to my message, who is who are you filtering that through with? Is the ego sitting beside you, listening with you and feeding different fear and doubt into your ear? Because the last thing the ego wants is for you to actually listen to this radio show every week. The last thing the ego wants is for you to actually work with me through the Intuition Academy or through the membership or anything like that. The last thing the ego wants is for you to get the messages that I have because the messages I have are a divine transmission from the, from, from God, from spirit, from the universe, from source. And I'm sharing what we all need to hear right now. And at the same time, the ego will have a completely opposite opinion around that. The ego will want to distract you. It will want you to turn it off. It'll want you to forget that it's every Tuesday at nine. It'll want you to forget there's the podcast that you can download and listen to anytime you want to. The ego will want you to not listen because their survival of the ego relies on you buying into fear. It cannot survive unless you believe and buy into fear. Now, the challenge is fear is so embedded in our minds. It's so programmed. 
it's so in our face coming in every direction we look that it takes practice to make a conscious choice to see through the lens of love, to filter life through more the divine eyes as opposed to the ego's eyes. And it does take some work and some practice. And that's why coming to listen to this radio show each week, coming and joining me in community or however it is that you're meant to work with me will allow you to get one step ahead of the ego, to become a little bit more wise to its tricks and its clever, cunning manipulation and agenda so that you can actually make a conscious choice over and over again to stand in love, to be a force for love. And, and that's really what we're here to do. Our nature, our essence is love. And we are taught, we are programmed to fear. It is natural for us to observe the world through a lens of love. That's natural for us. We are programmed to filter the way we see the world through fear and judgment. That's programming. That's not the truth of who we are. Those of us that are highly sensitive can often find it overwhelming because we can be bombarded by other people's emotions and physical pain and suffering and, and all of the trauma and the drama and the wounds in the world. So how do you navigate that when you're highly sensitive without choking off your intuitive gift, without pinching that intuitive channel or blocking it altogether? There was a time where I, I literally was trying to numb it out or turn it off completely. And that was in my whole experience when I was really deep into alcohol and drugs and my my eating disorder, there was a lot of things I was trying to do to numb it out because I just couldn't handle the constant thorns that were coming in all these different directions from everybody around me. I couldn't be in a public place without feeling bombarded and overwhelmed and emotionally out of control. So my attempt to control it was through alcohol, drugs, and food. And of course, those are temporary solutions, temporary band-aids that don't really work. They don't really last. And even nowadays, what we used to use to numb it out or what we used to use to kind of calm us down or to turn things off doesn't work anymore because the messages are coming in differently. And the calling is so strong in our heart for those of us that are feeling the call to do some healing work, to extend in the way of being a light worker or, or doing some form of empowerment or uplifting humanity, the calling is so strong, we're, we can't turn it off anymore. So the question then becomes, how can we be in the world, be highly sensitive and take care of ourselves? Because I know for me and for a lot of people that, that are in this industry or that are, are natural healers or natural light workers or just born with this beautiful gift that it's challenging to navigate and it can often be overwhelming. And then that often leads to health issues. I know there's a lot of healers that have had a lot of health issues, including cancer and all these other diseases and, and, and 
issues they don't even understand. I know for me, I had a lot of pain and, and, and health issues growing up, but most of it wasn't mine. So what would happen is I'm holding on to all these other people's energy, trying to help them feel better. I'm taking it on. That's really not serving them, by the way. But me holding it and taking them on, taking it on to try and save them or help them was actually causing more density and blockages in my own energy, which ended up leading to a lot of my health issues. So when we understand how to navigate this world today, because it's changed and it's evolved and it's shifted since this big shift in 2012, that's when everything really started to kind of fast track, if you want to look at it that way. And everything really started to change then. It's every year becomes more and more. There's different things that are coming up. There's different challenges that, that we're facing. There's It's in our face and we can't ignore it. It's non-negotiable now. So we can't numb these things out anymore. We can't turn the gifts off because it creates too much suffering, too much pain. So then we're forced to a lot of people are, are choosing to leave the world. They're like, I'm out of here. I can't do this. And I understand that. I, I have empathy. I have compassion. And I have an understanding for those people that are like, I'm out of here. This, I'm done. And I've had those moments myself where I'm just like, I can't do it anymore. I've, I've, it's time for me to go. I've got to leave. I've had those moments myself. And what I'm encouraging and inviting all of you to do is recognize that even in those moments where you want to leave and you're tempted to go and you know in your heart there's still more work that you're meant to do i promise that there is a way to navigate this there is an easier way and it's not going to be like easy peasy lemon squeezy i'm i'm not gonna candy coat it it will be challenging but there is an easier way and you don't need to turn off your gifts completely. You don't need to turn off your sensitivities and numb them out completely. Recently, I was working with somebody one-on-one uh, around the heart space, and we recognized that there was a real big block in, this is actually quite a common block, is, is closing the heart, closing the heart to keep the hurt out or keep the pain out or prevent the, the sensitivities from really becoming overwhelming. A lot of people will close things down and closing your heart doesn't actually prevent the hurt from coming in. It actually holds it in. What we're designed to do, the nature of this body, is to allow our human emotions, the experience of a human emotion, to come through us, wash through us, and then leave. The challenge is we're taught to hold on to things. We're taught to deny things. We're taught to bury things, swallow it down, choke it up, choke it down. Like whatever it is that the message that came through, it's we're designed to let it move through us and we're programmed to hold on to it. It's holding on that causes the pain. It's holding on that causes the suffering. If you would allow yourself to express the emotion in the moment that it's rising up, you would actually express, most emotions can be expressed within 15 seconds, even anger. Anger can be expressed and released within 15 seconds if you allow it to move through you. 
and it might just be like a moment of like grr and and you might even just like having a little squeeze with your fists and like grr, like a frustrating moment and then see it go. There may be something you need to say out loud to somebody. I'm feeling angry and this is why. What you did is not okay. Whatever it is that you need, when we allow that expression, we can clear it. And how it's meant to be expressed can change depending on the circumstances. And the way we navigate that is by following the heart, letting the divine guide us in that. So the more we keep our intuitive channel open, the more we're guided for our own healing, as well as assisting others in healing what they need to heal and awakening to the truth of who they are. The more we heal within ourselves and awaken to the truth of who we are, we can empower others to do that same thing. So being highly sensitive is not a curse. It's not a problem. It's not something that needs to be fixed or changed or numbed out or turned off. It's a gift. And being highly sensitive means that there's different things that you may need to do than another person. So there may be certain foods that you need to ensure you're taking. There may be certain supporting supplements or things that will come in. There may be certain practices like yoga or meditation or being in nature, grounding, earthing, those kinds of things may come in for you because they're essential practices that allow you to have this highly sensitive physical form and use it as the tool that it's meant to be. So being highly sensitive is not a curse. It's a gift. And when you know how to navigate your physical body that's highly sensitive, then you'll navigate life a little better even though it's challenging right now, even though there's a lot happening in the world, even though there's a lot of things that are coming up to the surface to get uncovered. Remember now, things are not getting worse, they're getting uncovered. Everything is coming into the light to be healed. And it looks ugly and it looks messy and the dark is coming up to the surface, but all of it needs to come up to the surface to be healed. Because anything that's left hidden can't be healed. What we can't see, we can't heal. Now, when it comes to your physical body, the, going back to that story about working with the healer and a cap like really resisting my body. And she's like, you chose this body. You chose it to be highly sensitive. That's part of the reason you're using it. It's like choosing a certain vehicle. And I, I had said kind of jokingly in that moment, but joking, but not joking, can I trade it in? Can I have a new model, please? I'm like, I'm tired of this sensitivity. I'm tired of being so super sensitive to everything. Because at that point, I was super sensitive to food. I was super sensitive to the environment. I was like so sensitive to everything that I just couldn't hardly be here. So I wanted a new, a new I wanted to trade in my car. I wanted a new model. I wanted a new, a new updated one that wasn't so sensitive. And it was helpful for me to say that out loud. And then as I went into meditation and I started to explore that for the next week or so, what I recognized, what I was shown in meditation was that some vehicles 
are, they run on the high octane gas and other vehicles, you can put anything in them and they'll run. And I just happen to have one of those vehicles that need high octane gas. I just happen to need one of those vehicles that need to be parked in the garage with a heater on. I just need to be, I'm just one of those vehicles that need the sun to regenerate me. So whatever it is for you, I want you to recognize that the sensitivity that you're experiencing is not a curse. It's actually a gift. And when you can learn to navigate it, you will feel empowered and you will feel that you can stand solid in that. And you will feel that you can play the role that you're meant to play in this world without self-sacrifice, without uh, a big cost to your own health and well-being. I'm going to share some more tools. I'm going to share some different things as well after we take a break, but I want you to recognize that being highly sensitive is something that the world needs from you right now. So my invitation for you first, before I share the tools, before I share some more stories, is are you willing to just accept? Accept what is. Because as long as you resist what is, you will, life will resist you back. You will suffer. You will, you will have more issues than, than you want. And it's not going to get easier or better. Your resistance is feeding more resistance. What you resist persists. It cannot be avoided. And the most suffering that people experience is caused by their own resisting what is. My invitation for you right now is to accept. Accept what is. So my affirmation at that time and, and what I had to tell my mind to change it was, I have a sensitive body and it's okay. I accept this body. I chose this body and it's purposeful. So I would tell myself that over and over again. Now the other layer, that was quite a while ago, and the other layer that came in after the fact was around my, the ego game of opposites. So maybe during the break, I might actually pull up my journal and see if I can find that particular one. Cause I did the ego game of opposites on being highly sensitive. And that was very uh, enlightening. That was very um, interesting to, to reveal what the ego's dictionary definition in the back of my mind, hidden like a virus, what the ego had planted there. So for those of you that don't know what the Eagle Game of Opposites is, you can go back and listen to some of the episodes. You can go to my website, heartledliving.com. If you opt in to get the Heart Yes gift set, it's included. You get 48 hours. You can stream it and listen to it and play the Eagle Game of Opposites for yourself. And you can see the clever ego hack that has embedded this self-sabotaging virus in the back of your mind. So the ego has these crazy dictionary definitions, which are different than the world's definitions. So I might share that after the break. I'll see if I can grab my journal. However, in the meantime, I want you to recognize that in the subconscious mind, you have programming that has been embedded by the ego. And then you have a virus in the back of the ground and the background 
which is playing out as well. So there's the core beliefs or beliefs you have about yourself. And then there's the egos embedded viral beliefs that we have that are cleverly hidden that in places you wouldn't even think to look. Let me just say that. And it's those types of things that will keep us stuck. So when I was feeling highly sensitive and I was talking myself out of those beliefs and embracing it and accepting it, I am where I am. It is what it is. I chose this body. It's highly sensitive. It must be purposeful. Otherwise, I wouldn't have chosen it. And all those things helped my conscious mind change and the subconscious mind change. But it didn't change the virus, the ego's dictionary definition in the back of my mind until I started playing the ego game of opposites. When I discovered that, that was a whole game changer. When I shifted that at that level, a lot of my physical symptoms that I judged as sensitive disappeared. So a lot of my digestive stuff had cleared. Now, not all of it. I'm still working through some of that stuff. But what I'm recognizing, even in the last couple of days, what I got, the message I got is that my, my sensitivity to different foods and things like that are actually just keeping me on track, keeping me with that practice of self-care and soul care, that non-negotiable self-care and soul care practices that actually keep me functioning at the highest level, that keep my vibration steady or expanding, kind of evolving instead of creating this density and this heaviness. So certain foods feel really expansive for me and other foods feel very constricting and tightening and create compression and contraction within me energetically and physically. So what I've recognized over the years is, is that sensitivity is actually just keeping me on track. It's keeping me on track. And same with the meditation and the yoga practice. So every morning I do yoga, there was a couple days in the last week or so that I didn't do yoga and I felt the difference. I felt the difference in those days in my energy, physically, and otherwise. So because I was sensitive, because I could feel the difference, I, it, it encouraged me, inspired me, empowered me to get up the next morning and do the yoga. So our highly sensitive bodies are actually just reminding us of the things that we're meant to be doing in order to you know, fuel ourselves with that high octane fuel to take care of our bodies in the way that we can actually do the work we're meant to do in the world, in the way that we're meant to do it. And I know many of you that are listening are still playing small. You're, you're, ha you're making, yes, you're making impact. Yes, you're having impact. Yes, you're making a difference. However, some of you are still scratching the surface. Some of you are still playing small and playing safe. And that's more painful now than anything else. So I'm going to take a short break. And after the break, I want to jump more into some of the tools and tricks that you can do. I'll go, I'll see if I can find my journal in the break so that I can share the, the revealing ego dictionary definition of being highly sensitive as well. And that will help shine some light on what you might have programmed deep in the back end of the mind as a virus from, from the ego playing that clever hacker that it is right there. All right, we'll be right back. Thanks for listening.
Heart-Led Living Intuition Academy with Sue DeMay is a unique unschooling experience designed to unwind, clear, and align your intuitive channel. And the doors are open for you now. Experience unwavering faith and deep trust in your intuition as you strengthen your connection to source, allowing you to walk through every moment with more peace, confidence, clarity, and certainty. Experience this deep personal transformation with Sue's guidance, including the option to share what you learn as a certified intuitive coach. This is your time to unwind and reprogram your mind, to rebuild your foundation and realign with your intuitive heart. Enrollment is now open. Apply today at heartledliving.com forward slash intuition academy. Again, that's heartledliving.com forward slash intuition academy. Welcome back. You're listening to Life by Divine, and I'm your host, Sue Dume. I'm still looking for that. I'm going to grab my other journal. I have like two journals. If you're watching the video, you'll see me kind of reaching over here. I have two journals of the Ego Game of Opposites and like big, long journals. So basically a whole dictionary of crazy ego dictionary definitions. And what I'm recognizing in the more and more people I work with around this is that there's a lot that the ego is placed in the background and there's a lot that the ego has put in in the way of crazy, insane stuff. Here we go, sensitive body. All right, so the ego game of opposites, the way it works is we, we identify which word or what is the trigger word and we start with that word. And then as we explore it, we're setting an intention to expose the ego's dictionary definition and then the ego likes to use both ends against the middle it likes to play opposites so it'll use one dictionary definition against another so it actually plays one against the other now there's times where i work through the ego game of opposites with myself or with others and i recognize that sometimes there's like three or four or five different definitions that all play together that become a bit of a rat's nest so it's often a process of unraveling the ego's dictionary definitions and the rat's nest in order to actually come to the, the reprogramming or the re redefin the new definition you want to create. So the initial one is the ego's dictionary definition. So this is what was programmed in my subconscious mind. Now I haven't read this in a while and my journal writing is very scribbly like chicken scratch. So the words are be sensitive. That's the, the trigger. And it was around my body. So in the ego's dictionary definition, it was the gift to the world. Intuitive abilities rely on being sensitive. It makes me vulnerable to illness. Weak, I can be attacked. If I want to help others, it will hurt me. Choose them to suffer or me. So I need to sacrifice self. The heart works. Heart work equals self-suffering. Leads to depletion. This is how I serve. Serving others is a disservice to self, hurt and harm to self. That was what was programmed in my subconscious mind in the background. Now, the opposite of that was be strong. So in my mind, there was part of me that's like, be sensitive. These are all the things. It's, it's your work. You, you have to accept it. It's going to sacrifice. You're going to be a sacrifice self. It's going to hurt you, but it's going to help others. That's basically what the ego was convincing me in the background of my mind now. And then at the same time, it's on the other side, it's saying, be strong. You need to be strong. 
self-serving. So if I was going to be strong, this is the dictionary definition by the ego. To be strong is self-serving, ignorant, self-centered. If you are strong, others must be weak. Push yourself to the limits. A wall of protection, protect your vulnerability. There's a fear of attack, protect sensitivity. This is where you be a martyr or a hero. It comes at a sacrifice. You or them. And this is where you leave others behind. So if I want to be strong, I need to align with all of those things. And I certainly don't. And if I want to be sensitive, then it means that all of those things, I'm going to get hurt. So that's the crazy, crazy making definition that's in the back of the mind that the ego has embedded like a virus. So when I had that awareness, it's come into the light. I can heal it. We've basically quarantined and then we delete it and reprogram it. So the new words that came in from spirit was heightened intuitive sensitivities. So that was reprogramming and changing those two definitions to this one. And I reprogrammed the mind. And it's only a gift from God. There's no punishment or sacrifice. It's serving all, including you. This is atonement, alignment, highly sensitive abilities doesn't mean a weak body. Inner strength that is unshakable. Hold your light. Stand your ground. Be the lighthouse. Storms will come and go, but you will remain untouched. The only attack is in your own thoughts. Change your mind. Change your experience in this body. You don't have to hold on to the belief that your body must be sensitive to have heightened sensitivities. Let truth override your limited mind and fears. Your body cannot be held back in any way. You are not limited by this body, only by your beliefs around it. Stretch your mind. What if anything I believed about my body wasn't true? I surrender everything I think I know and everything I think I don't know about my body and being sensitive and being strong. I choose God. I choose love. I choose alignment. I choose atonement. I choose to heal fully, wholly, and completely. I choose truth. So those are the words that I then invited in to replace those previous ones. And that's what I align with now. So my perspective around having a highly sensitive body has changed and I'm embracing it more and I'm I'm accepting it and embracing it. And it is actually expanding my gifts in really beautiful ways. And my ability now in working with others has expanded even my ability to go in and really get to the root really quickly to help them move through different wounds and trauma and all of, all of the shifts that can happen in the short time that I work with people are a result of me doing my internal work. So now the question is acceptance, accept that you have a sensitive body, stop resisting it so that it doesn't resist you back and, and start to embrace it and start to say yes to it and honor it, honor the messages it's giving you. If it needs different foods, then say yes to that. The more you resist, the more your body will resist you. That's just the nature of it. And it's not resisting you back in the way of attack. It's actually just responding to the resistance in your own mind. Your judgment about your body is, is the impact that you're feeling in your body. Now, highly sensitive, how do we navigate? How do we be in the world without totally turning it off? 
it helps to have a filter in place. And the filter can be a, a double bubble, but it's not a block. It's not, it's not like a shield in the way of protect yourself. And I don't want you to, to put it in place from a place of fear. What it is, is you're putting it in place from a place of love. So when I used to, in the beginning, need to kind of protect myself more. Now I just, I, I know how to hold my light. It's just all integrated and I don't need to think about these things anymore. So in the beginning, they're a practice until they just become natural for you and they're just in place. So I don't have to think about these things so much. But there was a time where I would consciously put a bubble around me and, and let it be a filter. So love and light only. If there's messages I need to receive about somebody because I'm meant to work with them or deliver a message to them, then let that come in in a way that I can get the message without causing harm to me. So that, that helped shift it. If I was in a place where I was, there was a lot of people or a really sensitive area, then I could actually double bubble. Or if there were people that were really kind of negative and it was hard to be around, I could double bubble. So it would be two filters. And the filters aren't blocks. They're just choosing what I'm allowing to come into my field or come into my awareness. Now, there was a time where I recognized that I would, I'd become so open when I was working with a client and working with my members and holding space for my community. And then when I went out into the world to, to the grocery store and those kinds of things, I would like so closed off that I wouldn't even look up. Like I would just kind of like do my thing and then go home and I wouldn't even really look up. And what I recognize is I'm like, wow, I'm really desensitized. I really turned off all the messages from nature and earth and, and my environment and people around me and in those situations where I'm not actually tuning in for somebody or working with them one-on-one. -on -one. So I decided that I didn't want to be desensitized. I, I wanted to invite my sensitivity to come back in and start to feel life as it's occurring around me and still kind of hold my own light. So I started to practice that. So it's a practice and it's a, an intention first, and then it's a practice. And the more and more you practice, the more and more it becomes second nature for you again. So the vision I have is kind of holding my light. And that's one of the chat, one of the principles in heart led living 10, 10 principles that help shift from shift consciousness from head to heart. Hold your light is one of the principles. Hold your light means that you can stand up inside yourself and be that messenger of love or be that vessel of light, be the lighthouse without letting the storms of everything that's going on around you knock you down. So you can imagine a lighthouse standing solid in the rocks and the storm, even with the hurricane winds and waves crashing against it, it still stands solid and it still keeps its light on and strong. So it has a source of light that doesn't require electricity. It has a source of light that's, that's always on and constant. The vision of Be the Lighthouse is really powerful for me because I can stand solid in, in the rocks, but also feel a real connection to the earth and at the same time feel my connection to source at the same time. And then navigate life as it occurs in between. Navigate my experience as a human being and still allow the divine nature to work through me, to be the light that comes through me. So this is where in my book, The Evolution of the Ego, I talk about our ability to embrace our humanness and embody our divinity. 
We need to do both. We need both. Last night I was working with a, a colleague and a friend of mine who was needing some support. And I walked him through an experience of, I talked to him about my experience of one of my experiences of, of oneness and how profound and powerful that was. And I invited him to kind of see the shift within himself, which would allow light to emanate from all parts of his being without having impact from the dark shadows or the density or the fear or other people's negative emotions coming at us. So the vision I had and the experience I had was in a healing session I was receiving, I had this vision of this beautiful white light house, a house of light, basically what it was. It was made from light. So the doorknob, the doors, the walls, everything, the windows, everything was light. And as I was walking up the stairs and into the house of light, I was fascinated by the structure, but the, it was all light. So it was very fascinating to put your hand through things. And it was just like light. The vision I had as I was standing there observing and, and in awe of this house of light that I was, that was surrounding me was suddenly I looked down and my hand became one with the light. So I became part of that house of light and I found myself just becoming one with it. And in that moment, I received the message that I'm one with the divine. I'm one with God consciousness and I became that light. So then the words came, I am a house of light. And in that experience, I, I came back from that experience completely different. I, I've felt completely different since that experience. And what I've found is that the, the light and the energy and the force that comes through me now when I'm working one-on-one or when I'm working in, in groups, whether it's on stage working in a group or whether it's in my community on a call, I find that the energy that comes through me now is a higher level of vibration. It's a higher frequency. It's more in alignment with God consciousness compared to what I was working with before. So the impact and the potential that my healing gift now has, has expanded exponentially in that experience. And not only that, did I change on that spiritual and energetic level, but it changed my mind because I really had a felt, I had an understanding before about oneness. I've had some previous experiences with oneness, not this, not as this profound. And I've had some experiences of my, my energy and my mind changing my mind and have an understanding at the level of the mind. But this was where that understanding became experience and experience beyond what I can capture in words. So even me sharing it with you doesn't even capture the experience I had. So the shift that happened was like on every level possible and more. And the shift that happened in my mind, it was like something I had an understanding before, but then it just clicked and I had a knowing. The knowing in my heart suddenly matched now the knowing in my mind. There was no shadow of doubt anymore in my mind. And in that moment, I felt this expansion and I felt this like solidness as I brought that experience back into my humanness, I could feel 
this certainty, this knowing that I was a house of light. I was here as a messenger of love and that I'm here to illuminate the path for light workers and healers and people that are ready to wake up to their full potential and live the life that they're meant to be living and having the impact in the world that they're meant to be having. I was really clear, crystal clear and connected to that knowing because of that experience. Now I can stand in uh, an environment or in a group of people and feel solid and feel like any shadows or any darkness or any density that comes my way, it kind of dissolves. It's like that house of light. There's no, there was no shadow. There was no space for darkness or shadow. It just it could not exist in the light. And that's what I'm really standing in now. Now, having said that, I don't have moments where I forget my divinity and I'm in my humanness and caught up in something, but those moments are fleeting and they don't last very long and I shift back really quickly. So for me, it's about changing on so many levels, but definitely changing the mind and bringing the mind along. So for now, right, what I'm doing is inviting you to have an understanding, inviting you to have an experience and create an experience for yourself, inviting you to practice so that you can feel different and then make the shift for yourself. Now, some of the things that you can do to help you, earthing, grounding, earthing is a powerful practice, barefoot on the grass or barefoot in the sand or in the ocean was is really a powerful practice it's like grounding a battery if a battery is not grounded it doesn't function properly the circuits don't work properly so that's the same thing with our physical body and the energy body it needs a grounding experience so when we wear shoes all the time we wear rubber soles all the time it actually insulates us so to be barefoot on the earth at some point is really helpful and you can look at the, the practice of earthing, there's a lots of information around it you know, on the internet and stuff. So that's one option. Practicing oneness with the different elements, feeling the earth energy, the fire energy, the light, the air, wind, the water energy, and also space. So I, talk, I work with the five elements. Space is one of those. Now, when we tap into space, we're tapping into the space within us and around us, but also beyond us. And it's more tapping into the field of unlimited potential. So it's more tapping into God consciousness, that sort of thing. So when you work with the elements, that's another way for you to hold your light to protect your energy and allow your sensitivities to still be turned on and working. When you're in a certain environment and if you're really challenged by it, like your ears are sensitive to the noise, you can just imagine putting energetic earmuffs on. There's lots of different tricks and tools. Um, we're kind of coming to the end of the show and there's lots more I could share with you, but really the important piece is to follow your heart, to trust your intuition. It will lead you to the tools. It will lead you to the, the mentors and the guides and, and the maps, the roadmap to help you navigate this life and this challenging time. Your intuition is really going to be your best indication and signal. And if you follow the breadcrumbs and you follow the steps, then everything will be given the same way it was all given for me. So 
I invite you to embrace your humanness, accept it first step, and then ask what are the things that I can put in place to help me take care of myself. So this is where you might want to go back to the episode I I shared about non-negotiable self-care and soul care. I went through a lot of different things that you can do in that episode as well. And I invite you to go back and listen to that. Now for today, I do have a quick thing to talk to you about. I have another live experience coming up on Friday, October 18th. I did one last Friday. It was very powerful. People had profound shifts. The channel divine message, the transmission that came through was powerful and Many people had like big shifts, even just listening to it after not everybody was on live. So the replay is available for that, as well as an invitation to come to the next one. And I'm going to be offering these every week or two until the Intuition Academy enrollment is full. And then I'll be closing the doors on that and I won't be offering that anymore. So it is just a, a... timing here. If you're, if you're feeling kind of curious about working with me, if you want to have intuitive reading or answer your burning questions, then you can come to the live experience. And I will be doing that initial transmission in the beginning, that guided teaching, meditative teaching, as well as offering some live intuitive readings and answering burning questions for people. So you can go to heartledliving.com forward slash live L-I-V-E and come join me for the ni- the next live experience for the Intuition Academy. The Intuition Academy has been really challenging for me to capture in words. Even the name of it, n- nothing really captures it. There's nothing in the human language so far that I can really find that really captures the, tra- the transformation and the outcome from, for those students that have come through the Intuition Academy and have walked through this program with me as their mentor and their mighty companion. So instead of telling you about it, I'm inviting you to have a felt experience of it. Come and join us. Feel it for yourself. If it's for you, you'll know. If it's not, you'll have an amazing healing experience with me. And I promise it won't be a waste of your time. It'll actually be probably the best thing you can do, uh, best gift you can give yourself that week. So I want to thank you so much for tuning in. And remember, it's about accepting your highly sensitive being. The world needs you to be highly sensitive. There's too many more. There's many more people that are turned off and desensitized. We need those highly sensitive people to remind us how to operate from a place of compassion and understanding and love. So I appreciate you and your sensitivities. I love you. I thank you for coming and listening each week. And until next week, namaste. You've been listening to Life by Divine with your host, Sue DeMay. Shift your consciousness from head to heart and enliven your soul as you discover how to lead with your heart and live your own life by divine. Join Sue in the growing global heart-led living community at heartledliving.com. That is heartledliving.com.